guys, welcome back to Blondie's Fit Sets. I'm Reese. And I'm Emily, and we are so excited to be back for our fifth episode. Yeah, number five. Oh my gosh. It's been over a month. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it literally feels like it's been like two weeks max. I know. Even that feels a little long. Yeah, but, we're yeah. so excited to be back. We're actually together today recording. I know. So hopefully the audio is a bit better because last time we had some last week was Wi-Fi. a little rough. Yeah, Wi-Fi issues, a little glitching, but we're back. I'm not trying to blame anyone, but it was in fact my Wi-Fi. I will, I will come <laughs> clean. It was my fault, so I apologize for that. But, but yeah. we're so lucky to be together today. I know this is exactly what I needed. Yeah, honestly, having a little bestie day. Yeah. Fill, filling up the soul it's yeah good. it's good. much needed and long overdue bestie day but yeah. anyway so we're coming at you together today mm-hmm. so today we are doing our episode on all things like body image confidence um we're really excited about this one because mm-hmm. we just want to get really deep and personal with you guys we didn't really plan too much because we honestly just wanted it to be like a girly chat it's right from the heart too right so. from the heart we're gonna share our personal experiences and just like honestly be really open and real with you guys we also posted on our story so we're gonna answer some of your questions and just just yeah. get deep and basically cover like the like more broader topics I guess um because honestly like there's so much you can go into when it comes to like body image and confidence um and so many like smaller topics so I feel like we might touch on some other things like later obviously in the pod yeah um but yeah for right now we're just covering like the general major ideas I guess I feel like this is also definitely the episode you might want to share with your bestie I feel like Share the love, spread it around. If you enjoy it, if you can post it on your story, reshare it, that would be super helpful to us. And Mm -hmm. just, I feel like it's a good chat for a lot of people to hear, especially like teenagers. It's so hard, like having confidence and just like, I feel like we all deal with these things and not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. Like when you're I think it is a tough conversation. It is. It's tough. Like I know you and I will talk about it because we're just like Mm -hmm. that's like our friendship. Yeah. (laughs) We get so deep together. But like I think of like my other friends and stuff and it's something that like we've never really talked about. Mm -hmm. But like we're all I think we all have some insecurities one way or another. And I honestly I feel really almost sad for like the people who don't have a relationship like that where they can openly talk about that because it is something that's harder to talk about. So like it's just not something you'd bring up with like everyone but if you don't have that support it makes it really difficult so if you don't have that support in your life hopefully this chat may help you a little bit yeah so before we get into the body image chat we're gonna do our weekly catch-up little life updates if you will mm-hmm. um we are almost on the semester we finished our first two classes they're completely done wrapped up well one class well, yeah, because of our spare period. We had a spare, so we finished one class. But you know what? Feels good. Yeah. Feels feeling good a lot be better. Done. I honestly have so much work to be doing. Like, we have a few days off um, from school, so it's kind of like a long weekend just because, you know, we finished, sup- like, the two classes, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I just have so much to get done that it really doesn't feel like a break, even though it should be. Yeah. But I just... It's grind time for me. Got essays to write for, like, scholarship applications, and 
just a whole bunch of stuff going on, so it's definitely been a tough week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little bit of a rough week, but I'm kind of, like, enjoying, I mean, I think I have more of a break than you, because... <laughs> yeah, well, you well you put in your time early on. You yeah, I've kind of done then. my applications and stuff, but um, there's still stuff I want to get done, mm-hmm. so I'm going to, like, try to find the balance between, like, make sure I'm recharging mm-hmm. and, like, preparing for next semester to go in with, like, feeling fresh, yeah. but also, like, not just laying around all day being lazy. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's exactly where I'm at, too, because I do want to find the balance. I also have to study for, like, a little mini, like, exam, I guess you could say, for yeah. one of the programs that I applied to, nursing. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely need to, like, prepare for that. But... I don't know, something about, like, the stuff that I have to do, I think it's more time-consuming than, like, anything, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't like, take maybe, like, as much brain power as, like, studying for, like, exactly. a, like a chem test or yeah, something. Yeah, so, like, um, yeah, I had a lot of, like, science courses, only science courses, actually, this semester, so that was a little tough. Um, so to get into, like, the, like, kind of, like, writing and, like, making like doing my essays and everything Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like excited for it like I wanted to do it actually all this week but I had some like last minute stuff to do for my chem class so yeah Yeah. we're we're getting through though yeah um yeah this week has been uh, ups and downs as always really really life is changing but you know what I feel like we're we're in a both of us in different ways are in a period of growth right now we really are and like it's uncomfortable but it's good (laughs) <laughs> sort of good I guess in a few I mean, months hopefully we'll look back and be like that was okay that was mm-hmm. good like that was important yeah I th- I feel like you know like you're in a period of growth when you're like kind of going through it but like you know it's hard but you also know like at the other end you're gonna be so much stronger because of it so yeah and like growth is uncomfortable I mm-hmm. feel like we've all heard that quote so like accept it I feel like also just like a general feeling right now with everyone across the board like Mm -hmm. are in the kind of this like weird vibe I know we were talking a bit about this last week you guys are probably sick and tired of us hearing and like we're talking about it and like hearing about it but (laughs) yeah but like like if you're still going through that like just know that you're not alone like I feel like so many people are just like having a really hard time right now yeah and if you're like oh I just need a fresh start like February's coming up few Mm -hmm. days well by the time this goes live it'll be like tomorrow is the first day of february i think because this will go live on the 31st so yeah um if you're looking for a fresh start new month is coming around the corner and maybe just use that to your advantage yeah yeah okay are you ready to get into the i'm super ready to get into this okay so we're gonna start by just like talking a little bit about our personal journeys with like body image confidence um Mm -hmm. all that and just kind of you know just let you in on Mm -hmm. all the tea (laughs) where we've been and things like that so um I don't even know where to start with mine like it's been I feel like for me, I became really aware of like my appearance from a younger age than a lot of people mm-hmm. because I found like the fitness side of social media and like the OG fitness YouTubers like really mm-hmm. early on in like when I had my iPod touch <laughs> and I could finally get on onto wow. YouTube. <laughs> um, and so I don't, I feel like it was um, grade five or six. So I would have been oh, like, Oh wow, that was really young. young. Yeah. It was young. And like, I know I mentioned this in our first ever episode of the pod, if you listen to this, but I remember the Christmas of grade six. I don't know how 
old would I have been? Like, 10, 11? Mm-hmm. Um, that Christmas was when I set, like, my first New Year's resolutions to be, like, healthy eating and, like, working out. Wow. And I was dancing, so yeah. I did not need to add workouts into my routine, but I still did. Mm-hmm. And I don't... Yeah, it was not the best. I mean, it did, like, definitely ignite my passion for fitness, mm-hmm. so I don't regret it, but also wasn't, like, the healthiest mindset, and it just made me like from the get-go I was just very aware of how I looked Mm -hmm. and like uh being a dancer okay this is a big thing for me because if you were a dancer you know like you're surrounded by mirrors yeah all the time like the studios right so I'm just like for hours on end a day like staring in the mirror Mm -hmm. because that's how you dance like teach other like look at your form look at the mirror and then you're not only staring at yourself but you're staring at all the girls around you in the mm-hmm. mirror and that like automatically comparison comes in there. Yeah. And I was always like for context, I'm 5'10. So I was always a little bit taller than the rest of the girls and um I just felt like I, I just compare myself in so many ways like my height mm-hmm. and also just like how my body looked. And like that's really hard because sometimes you get confused too because I actually went through like a similar thing um, as you did. So I talked about this too. I was in gymnastics when I was younger and I mean, I was never like too much taller than like the other girls. I mean, Emily's 5'10". I'm like 5'7", 5'7 and a half. Don't take away that. Don't take away the half inch. Don't take away the half inch from me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like when I was younger, I was definitely taller than like most of the gymnasts. And like, if you, have ever seen gymnasts they're quite short so like even then like I just felt a little bit of out of like out of place sometimes and so that was definitely hard I never like specifically like looked at my body when I was younger and was like oh there's like anything wrong with it but growing up in like an athletic like environment like that where you were training like 16 hours a week you just it's really easy to, like, associate, like, like, or even, like, develop, like, a bad mindset around, like, working out and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like it just, like, happens, and I remember, like, with dance, I would never be the girl who was, like, getting, like, in the lifts, like, I was always the Mm -hmm. face of the lifts, or, like, whatever, because I'm taller, Mm -hmm. so, and... I just equate that to, like, oh, I'm heavier, even Mm -hmm. though, like, (laughs) whatever, like, that had nothing to do with it, but it was just, like, I feel like it was just the constant staring in the mirror Mm -hmm. that really developed that relationship for me, and then moving on from that, like, I stopped dancing around 12 years old, and then I got into sports like swimming, and um, I never really specifically related to my sport had any issues there because Mm -hmm. I was definitely built like a swimmer so I kind of like was like oh I found like my thing Mm -hmm. but it was just like at home it was a constant like in the mirror like I and I I think this is normal for a lot of girls like to look in the mirror and just like you're just like looking for your flaws Mm -hmm. and that was just like so normal for me and like I still do it yeah like it's still a thing to today and um I mean I really just enjoyed, like, I had such a passion for, like, health and fitness, but that passion also came with, like, some unhealthy habits, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, fast forward to grade nine and rowing, Mm -hmm. Um, so if you guys don't know what (laughs) rowing is, how it's split up, basically there's the open weight category, 
Oh, and then, this makes me so sad. I know. And then there's the lightweight category. And um, you have to weigh in. Yeah, at, like, before... Yeah, before any race or, like, even our indoor races, you'd have to weigh in. Yeah. It would... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, not fun. Because you're literally standing in a line of girls and you're all stepping on a scale. Yeah. And... And they... Like, everyone knows, too. Like, it's not like it's, like, a secret, like... Oh, like, this is the way, like... Even if you were put into, like, the, um, like, lightweight, like, everyone still knows exactly what that number is. And that's, like, such a toxic... Like, I don't want to say it's, like, a toxic environment because overall, like, I think we did enjoy rowing for the most part. But I do think that as, like, teenage girls, that can be really hard especially if you're already struggling with something like yeah. that and like our coaches um they were older oh. so they used so it used to be called heavyweight and lightweight yeah and they were good about switching their narrative to yeah. like open and lightweight but they I remember that not from like our school it was a different coach like but she would always say like oh the heavies over here and it's just like ugh. yeah it's it just like I can't even so explain t- yeah Obviously, anyone listening to this can, if you're struggling with something like that, you could see how that would affect someone, especially when you're going through such, like, a different and challenging time, like, in your life. Like, as a teenager, you don't want to be hearing that, obviously. And the other thing about rowing, Reese and I both went through this, like, um, we're training crazy, and we're putting on a lot more muscle than we ever Mm -hmm. had before, which is not a bad thing, but obviously with more muscle, your weight increases. Mm -hmm. So then throughout the season, like, we're seeing our weight go up, and, like, we have no choice but to be weighed. Like, I feel like that... It was... And that... That's hard. Not to cut you off, but that was what was so hard for me, because I think I started weighing myself so much more frequently. I personally have never had, like that many times where I've like really struggled with like body image for the most part like I'm I don't want to say I'm like overly confident but I am like confident in who I am and what I look like and I know that I am healthy so I've always really like just been like comfortable in my own body and I know I'm so lucky to like have that mindset don't ask me how I got to that point (laughs) or like why I've been blessed with that but yeah it's never been something that's been like super on like the top of my mind although like like anyone I've gone through periods where I'm a little more nitpicky about certain aspects of my body but I've never let it like take control of my life and I've always been able to like turn that mindset around however during rowing um like I started off the season obviously we had to weigh ourselves I knew exactly what my weight was um and then moving on to the end of the season I had I kid you not not to throw out numbers but I kid you not I gained 20 pounds I I did too um although I don't think that's really a number but like just to give you like an idea now I don't think I look that that different because like we just put on a lot of muscle yeah Although, like, my family definitely did start to notice that, mm-hmm. I, like, your body composition obviously changes if you gain, like, 20 pounds. Although, like, I would say a lot of it was muscle because I was able to lift so much more at that point. Like, we because, were so fit. Like, yeah. you can't equate, like, gaining weight to being, like, a bad thing because yeah. we were very fit people.
All right, so a little change of plans. We are finishing recording the episode virtually <laughs> because unfortunately the other day Reese had to leave. So we're going to finish it virtually. Hopefully the audio works out, um, but we're kind of just going to pick up where we left off. And yeah, so I guess that kind of wraps up rowing and how that kind of, I think we both were affected by it mm-hmm. Yeah, in similar ways. And So that kind of brings us to where we are now. And I mean, I'm definitely in a really good place, but that's not to say that like it doesn't change from day to day. Like there are definitely days where I'm just not confident at all for no reason. And like I can't pinpoint a reason why, but I'm just like very hard on myself and my body. And and then there's other days I'm like super confident. Um, and which is really cool because I think before I'd say before last year, I hadn't really felt that kind of confidence ever. Like I was always just super insecure, but now I'm able to have those days where I do feel confident, but that's not to say again that it doesn't come with the the lows as well. Yeah. I would say it's kind of similar for me. I think a lot of like my confidence issues, um, that like developed, I guess, during rowing, were more so just because I didn't feel healthy and like if you've ever struggled with like binge eating or that kind of disordered eating um I mean I just remember nights when I'd go to bed and I like felt sick ate so much so for me like I'm more focusing on the fact that like I feel better about the foods that I'm eating and everything so that's definitely helped me a lot. Yeah, I guess that brings up another point we didn't really touch on yet is that Reese and I both went through binge eating at the same time as rowing. And we did end up talking a bit about it at the time. But yeah, that definitely tampered with my confidence because Mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with weight, but just the fact that I didn't feel healthy. I wasn't in a place of like balance and really struggling mentally. That's what made me feel so out of balance and just like not healthy um overall and so that really took a toll on like my body image and how yeah confident and like honestly it was never a weight factor for me that played into like my confidence because at the end of the day I do really think that you can be healthy um like everyone's healthy looks different on them Um, So it really had nothing to do with weight for me, even though like I did mention, obviously, I was eating a lot more and I did put on weight. It was more just like my eating habits that didn't make me feel healthy. And so now that I've corrected those like eating habits and I've like changed my mindset completely, I feel a lot better about myself and everything. And so like obviously weight fluctuation comes with that, but Honestly, like if I was eating healthier now and I weighed more, I don't think for me personally that would like change my confidence that I have now if I know that I'm doing everything that I can to be healthy. Yeah. And when like we talk about like for us, when we say like eating healthy, we're more so talking about like a balance of all foods because I'm going to speak for me personally, like when I was going through the worst of my binging, it was because I was restricting um, the quote unquote unhealthy foods. And so I would restrict to only 
healthy foods again I'm doing quotes because I hate like labeling foods and then I just crave like the sweets and salty foods and so then I'd give in and it would turn into a binge because I'd restricted it Mm -hmm. so now like I definitely have more variety in my diet and I do not eat perfectly clean whatsoever but it's allowed me with having that balance of everything to just enjoy everything in moderation and not feel the need to overindulge in certain things and for me that's like what the definition of healthy is just having like a balance of everything yeah and for me like when I was just like speaking about healthy I was more referring to just like quantity and like not even quantity because like there's a lot of athletes that need to have such a high amount of calories just to like maintain their body weight um but obviously when you're in like the middle of like a binge you are consuming a lot of calories in one sitting and whether you're eating like whole foods or not to me that those eating habits aren't healthy so that's more what I'm talking about like healthy eating habits yeah And I know we're not really talking about disordered eating in this episode, but it does kind of come up. One thing I do want to mention with binge eating is um, that it is, I mean, one, people think it's willpower. It is not willpower. Like, you cannot mentally prevent a binge if you are putting yourself in that restrict binge cycle because it's your body literally screaming at you for food because you've restricted Mm -hmm. And another thing for people who haven't experienced binge eating, one thing I will say is often, like, you're not just binging on the foods that you, like, think taste good. You're binging on anything and everything, even, like, foods you don't necessarily enjoy just because your body's screaming for calories. So I just thought I'd bring that up because um, I think it's something that a lot of people can struggle with. And what you need to be able to do is just like understand that fueling your body throughout the day and not restricting is the only thing that can get you out of that cycle. Otherwise, it's going to mm-hmm. keep you in a cycle and you'll stri- yeah. restrict and then it will turn into a binge. I'm sorry to go on like a tangent about I we love just like rambling on. Um, we really do. <laughs> but another thing that I wanted to like just touch on. I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little weird. I'm feeling a little sick today um, so <laughs> yeah mix of everything so if you heard that little voice change <laughs> between the first half and the second half of this episode um but basically if you are struggling with binge eating and like you decide that you're going to try and regulate your eating like your eating times your eating habits kind of thing don't expect just an immediate switch because your body is still going to be in um, almost like starvation mode. So like for me, something that I struggled with is I would try to eat balanced meals throughout the day. And then I would still end up like overindulging later in the night. And that was just because my body was already in that cycle of, you know, binging. So it does take time and it might be frustrating because you feel like you did everything right throughout the day. Um, And then it can still result in a binge. But yeah, it's definitely something that takes time. But for anyone who's struggling, um, if you need to reach out and get professional help, there's lots of options. And it is something you can get out of for Mm -hmm. sure. Like Reese and I have both been through it and gotten out the other side. So there's Mm -hmm. definitely hope. And it's not something you have to be stuck in forever. Yeah. 
So moving on, we did actually get some questions for kind of, we posted on our story for any Q&A you had for this episode. And one of the questions that came up was about dealing with body dysmorphia specifically related to after you start working out. So I thought I'd quickly read a definition of body dysmorphia because just to give us some context before we go into it. So essentially, it's a mental health problem, and it is where you may be upset about the appearance of your body, and you're very focused on the flaws of your body, so you're extremely preoccupied with things like your flaws and how you look in the mirror. Um, another symptom would be having a strong belief that you have a defect in your appearance or something that makes you, like, quote-unquote, ugly. Um And it's basically overall just looking at your appearance in a very negative way. And I think this Mm -hmm. is something that a lot of people deal with, obviously, on different levels. Like, there's kind of, I'd say, like, a range that people Mm -hmm. can't struggle with this. But um, we kind of just wanted to touch on this as an overall topic. And I think a big part of this is understanding that your body is going to fluctuate um from day to day and also just from season to season like you're not always going to be at your leanest your lowest weight um and that's okay like it doesn't mean you're any less healthy like it's okay for your body to go through different phases and I think it's really normal for you to fluctuate throughout the year especially yeah and something I wanted to just point out too is that a lot of people who struggle with body dysmorphia um will like their views and opinions about their body will change on the day-to-day basis too, which is really hard. Um, And I think that's something that kind of requires a little bit of a mindset change. And I'm not saying that's the only thing. Like, obviously, you can't just, like, tell yourself, like, oh, I'm beautiful and just, like, have that mindset switch out, like, right away. But I will say definitely something that, you would have to work on day in and day out um, to, I don't even want to say like fix that problem because I don't think it's something that people that struggle with body dysmorphia, um, it's like a constant struggle, um, but something definitely to like kind of help that and just remind yourself that what and how all your flaws are kind of being illuminated it's not the reality like no one is seeing the same things that you're seeing in the mirror yeah I think a big thing with this is um remember that no one is going to judge you as hard as you judge yourself Mm -hmm. like you are your biggest critic and I promise you the flaws and things that you pick out um other people won't notice nearly as much as you do and I think that I mean, I've had times where I'm, like, super insecure about one part of my body and someone will compliment me on it. And so it's, like, it just – it you are seriously going to pick yourself apart more than anyone else. And when it comes to this, like, it's really about changing the self-talk because if you're mm-hmm. – you feel like, oh, well, I want to, like, tone up my legs and I'll love myself once my legs are toned. Like, n- actually, no, if you don't change your self-talk, you might still get to that – aesthetic goal that you have Mm -hmm. and you'll still pick yourself apart because you haven't changed your self-talk it's all about that inward work it's less about like the outward appearance like it's more about how you're speaking to yourself 
And like going back to like your mindset, like if you're in the mindset where you need to fix your body and love yourself, like that creates so many more issues. So it's really about like going back and retrain your brain to like love yourself regardless. Because like Emily mentioned earlier, like your body's going to throughout the season um, with age. So like you can't really rely on your body looking a certain way for your happiness. You really have to look inward for that. So um, something I also wanted to mention, like related to body dysmorphia and kind of developing after beginning to work out. And that's something I find quite interesting because I know that happens to a lot of people where they start working out and they become more conscious of yeah Yeah, for sure and this to me again kind of goes back to the mindset and if this is I think something that you really might need to think about is what you're when it comes to working out Um, because obviously if you're setting a goal to for example lose weight um, or working out in the first place that might be the reason why you're being um, or you're overanalyzing how your body looks in the mirror. Whereas like if you're setting the goal to just feel better, I feel your workouts are going to be less about your body and more about how you're feeling inside. So again, that's kind of like a mindset thing. I think I mean, I know for me, when I first got into fitness, it was definitely aesthetic oriented. Like I was like, oh, I want to like have abs and all those (laughs) physical goals that I think a lot of us have had once upon a time. Mm -hmm. But for me now, especially this past year, I've gone through a lot more with my mental health and it has become like I just rely on my workouts for my mental health. And that is really Mm -hmm. the like core reason why I train and why I work Mm -hmm. out because it is just like such an outlet for me if I've had a really stressful day and I I just like don't know what to do with all that stressful energy I will go hit a really intense workout and it makes Mm -hmm. me feel so much better so I think changing the why around why will really help you if you find that your body image has kind of started to struggle since you've started working out so really making sure that it's not all aesthetic focus Mm -hmm. I think is a big thing I actually just as we were talking about this remembered a caption that I wrote it's been almost a year now I wrote it in April of last year but it's one of my I think it's my favorite I've ever posted on Instagram and I thought I'd just read a little snippet from it because it definitely relates to this specifically um so I start out by saying like you deserve to love your body and feel confident in it right now not once you've lost a certain amount of weight not once you've gained more muscle and then um at the end, I just talk about like specifically relating this back to how to change that self-talk. So I said, I encourage you to watch what you say to yourself and change those negative thoughts into positive ones. Having said that, it is totally normal and okay to have insecurities. We all do, but focus on the parts of yourself you love instead of picking apart the ones you don't. So I think that's an important point because if you have a big insecurity, I think it's too extreme and it's really hard to just turn around and start absolutely loving that insecurity like Mm -hmm. that's asking a bit too much so instead just be neutral with your insecurities okay they're there whatever Mm -hmm. look at the parts of your body that you love and really like compliment yourself and 
if you are saying that about things that you truly love about yourself and it doesn't have to just be appearance things it can be who you are as a person mm-hmm. um who you are to others how what's your work ethic like I'm a hard worker like say things like that and when you truly believe them that will really help you switch your mindset because if you're trying to say like that about your insecurity you're not really gonna fully believe it and mm-hmm. so it might not be as powerful as really saying things that you truly love about yourself yeah and just to relate this back to my own personal fitness journey too um similar to Emily like when I started I feel like it was a little bit more like aesthetic based I would say um I definitely started working out a lot more um like during the end of my gymnastics career and like the middle I mean I kind of did like at home workouts on the side and like my main reason for that to was to try and like build up muscle not only for like the appearance because at the time I was like 13 years old and literally had like a rock hard six pack and I wanted to maintain that ratted (laughs) any this knows okay but then I I think I talked about this either earlier in a or in another episode but I had very small like arms for a gymnast and that was something I always tried to work on like I wanted to like I was still just as strong like I could still do like chin but you couldn't tell and that was something that really bothered me um but now like similar to Emily I well, anyone who watches like the stories and everything, my main type of, I would say, don't hate me when I say this, um, but like I absolutely love to run and it has nothing to do with aesthetics. Um, obviously, I'm I'm not gaining a lot of muscle from running, except for if you see my calves, like. Girls got jacked. Literally the only part of my body because I, Yeah. I don't lift nearly as much as I used to. And like I used to solely do like circuit workouts before I started lifting. And so now like honestly, I would say 90% of my workouts, maybe 85 on a good week is just like pure running. Um, and it's just because it's something that I love so much. And I find that it's like something that it gives me something to think about, I guess. Um, takes my mind off of everything else. So yeah, it's just been a great journey with me and running. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you guys have followed us, you know this, but Reese and I really preach, like, it's all about just moving your body. Mm-hmm. Um, we aren't going to tell you there's a one way to fitness because there isn't. I think there's a lot of people out there that will preach, like, you have to lift weights. That's the only mm-hmm. way to come up and, um, like, body recomp and all that. But really, it's about finding what makes you feel good. I personally do, like, a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do circuit strength, Pilates. I'll throw a little, little bit of running in there. Um, mm-hmm. I'll do hit workouts. Like I just like to mix it up because mm-hmm. I get really bored if I do the same thing. And so I know like not every personal trainer is gonna agree with the way I train, but honestly, it's more about my mental yeah. health. And if I enjoy that, it's still doing good for my body, both mentally mm-hmm. and physically. So that's what's important. Yeah. Um. Like for me, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like this day and age where we're so like anti-cardio, I find it really hard as someone who just enjoys running. Like, yes, I will lift because I know like it's good to keep the muscles um, and like I want to be diverse. But just in this like 
culture where it's so frowned upon to like I don't want to say it's so frowned upon but like I I'll scroll through TikToks and people will be like people who run are insane and like uh cardio or lifting over cardio and like that's fine if that's something that you personally enjoy I just feel like I'm being bashed so much to the point where like I almost get embarrassed when I say that I like running I know I I feel like for a while on Instagram we were like posting workouts that weren't actually true to us because yeah like what was popular Mm -hmm. and now we've we've definitely made the switch to like everything we post is truly like what we are doing with our lives yeah and like obviously most of those workouts I was posting were not I wouldn't say they're lifting workouts but there was workouts that like involved weights and so every single time workout like with weights I would have to film it because I don't do them very often um but like Obviously, I wasn't going to talk about running because I wanted to be relatable in that kind of sense. Um, And now I've definitely steered away from that. Like Emily said, um, we kind of changed how we want to put our we want to put put out things that are 100 percent true to us. So that's why I think you guys are going to see a lot less actual workouts from me um, just because if I decide to film one, obviously I'm you know, that's something that I choose to do. But because again, I run a lot more than I'll do like circuit training and stuff. You're not going to see those kind of workouts from me. Yeah. Also kind of going on a little tangent, but I had this thought the other day because I was thinking about like all the influencers I follow and um, how they're all like kind of, I guess you could say like preaching different things, but I was just kind of reflecting and I was like, it's so true that different things work for different people because I follow influencers who have come out of eating disorders who intuitively eat now and strictly intuitively eat and they won't count calories um, and that's what works for them. And I also follow influencers who have come out of eating disorders and they count calories and that's what works for them. So it's really about finding what works for you and like there is not a one size fits all to any of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And um i'm just gonna we're just gonna keep talking about this <laughs> full tangent for, for and ever i'm i apologize um another thing that i was thinking about when you said that it's not like one size fits especially when it comes to like disordered eating and like recovering from that um a lot of people find it very hard to either go like dairy free or gluten free um even if that's what their body needs um, after like recovering from disordered eating, just because for some people it goes back to like the whole restricting thing. And I think that's very interesting because there's a lot of people who struggle with disordered eating who want to go like vegan. So if you didn't know I'm vegan, but um, they want to go vegan, but they can't because it just is too restricting to them. But for me, and maybe that's because I had, I struggled more with like overeating and not necessarily restricting, I guess, but I found it to be good for getting all, I don't want to say getting all the nutrients I need, but like having more of a balanced diet. Yeah. Like, 
yeah it's definitely something that works for you and like you just absolutely love being vegan and like Mm -hmm. that's just even more proof that something different is going to work for everyone so if you have found like a balance in your lifestyle and you're like oh but this isn't really like what people are doing like no that is what you're supposed to be doing it's trial and error and don't get too influenced I feel like especially the I'm just going to call them out like the fitness TikTok community can sometimes be a little intense for me yeah like it's a very one way (laughs) I know um, yeah so yeah anyways getting back more on the track of body dysmorphia another point we wanted to bring up was how important it is to surround yourself with positive people and people that you can talk to about these things um I know like Reese has always been that person for me that if I bring up love anything I love you anything going on whether it's with my eating my workouts um body image like she will be there to listen and just like encourage me along the way (laughs) she's just like nodding she's like yeah (laughs) like I know my place (laughs) yeah for sure and like I also think it's important to just think about like who you have on your social media too for me social media has it has been a mega love hate relationship because I have I go through phases where I will literally delete every single social media except for like a few next month I'm like no I literally can't stand the one social media that I kept. For example, um, over the summer, I actually went on like a little bit of a social media cleanse and I deleted like all my social media except for Instagram. But the only Instagram account I was signed into was not my personal, but um, the like our fitness account. Yeah, I got a mind blank. Yeah, and then like if I ever wanted to post on my personal Instagram, I would switch over, but then log back out. And then I also kept Visco during that time. Now I'm honestly finding that Visco is such a toxic place for me to be on personally, just because everything's so like aesthetic focused. Yeah. And so like now I'm on the verge of like, I actually wanted to delete my whole like Visco account, but I like signed on on the computer and it's like kind of complicated and I'm not that techie so I genuinely don't know how so that is the only (laughs) thing that stopped me from deleting my whole Visco account so right now I have just the app deleted but honestly I just want my whole account taken down because it's just not an environment that I feel like I'm like thriving in I've never yeah I've never really gotten into Visco but I feel like everyone's always posting their best yeah like best angles it's very like it's more of like an art and photography focus yeah I feel like it's like in some ways more so than Instagram because people are getting better Mm -hmm. at Instagram on showing like the highs and lows um it's more of a highlight reel yeah and then we also one of the points but that we're going to mention is just like the need for comparison I'm actually right so like this is something that I could definitely talk about for a long time but um social media is definitely something that just 
feeds my need to compare myself to other people. I normally don't like when I'm going out and about, obviously I'm doing my own thing. I don't really think about that. But when you're sitting at home alone, like in your bedroom and you're scrolling through whatever feed it is, because everyone like so different. Like for Instagram, I'm like, why look like that? Visco, I'm like like why do, why can I never take like effortlessly perfect photos like that and TikTok oh don't even get me started like you're seeing <laughs> literally the best of everyone on the for you page obviously there's like some exceptions um but like a lot of the people that get on the for you page are like people who are just like so perfect that my brain cannot comprehend and obviously that's like a really like big source of a comparison so yeah, it, it is. And like, I think it's something that we all do, whether you're trying to or not, the minute you open social media, I think you subconsciously start comparing yourself. And like, I don't know anyone who will go on, like, Instagram and start looking at like photos of other people and not in some way compare their life, whether it's their body or just their life or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think a big thing with this is, like, um, I kind of like the idea of setting yourself a rule of, like, the minute you find yourself scrolling and really, really, like, truly comparing and picking yourself apart while you're comparing, you have, like, lost the privilege to be on social media. Like, if you can have that self-discipline to be like, oh, when I start comparing, I'm going to turn off social media and put my phone away, like, that will really help you because I think once you start, it just kind of spirals and you'll keep going and start feeling worse and worse and worse and I think also apart from just putting your phone down when you find you're comparing like set boundaries like not going on your phone we've talked about this so many times but not going on your phone in the morning and also Mm -hmm. so you just know you have at least like an hour blocked out of your day where you just won't be on your phone at all Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to just like remind yourself too that literally nothing say it with me Nothing you see online is real, okay? It's so, so true. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend, like, I don't pick the photo I have the best, like, angle in. I do. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to post something in our feed and I want it to be aesthetic, like, yeah, I'm going to pick the photo where I have the best angle. I'm, like, you know, and um, that's – everyone does. Yeah. You can't compare – when you're like sitting down and your tummy's got some rolls to when I'm like standing up straight and like pushing my butt out like I'm sorry like it's not the same thing yeah and like the other thing you have to like keep in mind too is like you don't know who's using photoshop you don't know who's using editing tools you don't know nowadays like a lot of people will deny having plastic surgery so you're staring at someone who you're like oh like I wish my glutes were popping that much like you don't know maybe they like paid x amount of dollars to get like literal plastic surgery and maybe that's just like not natural for majority of the people to achieve um without having those like cosmetic procedures so and i've seen going around it's scary how people will not only photoshop but also you can edit your body in videos now Mm mm-hmm um, which is really weird. And I've seen people make TikToks on it of like showing how much you can drastically change your body in a video, not just a photo. 
Um, oh so, yeah, I've seen those two, and they're absolutely yeah. crazy. crazy. Like so because they're not just subtle changes, like yeah. full on, like full body composition, like revamp, um, like big butt, small waist. You know, it, and it, it looks, really, it literally looks it like not cool. edited. Yeah, it it does, and um, I think yeah, this is a perfect time to get into talking about genetics because. Um, one thing it took me forever to realize is that even if you literally eat the exact same way as someone and work out the exact same way, you are not going to look the same whatsoever. Mm. Like, and think about like all the fitness influencers you follow or like just even just general influencers, like none of them have the same body type. Like Mm. everyone looks different. Um, everyone's ab definition comes through different. Like their body proportions are different. Like you are not going to look like someone else. And so I think when you fully like embrace that, I think that's where you can find a lot of confidence because you're like, well, like this is how my body looks and that's unique. And that's no one else is going to look like that. And that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Honestly, it's always, it's always felt so weird to me that we're a society that wants to be, the same as everyone else so badly yet we're also like a society that preaches uniqueness and like having those things that set you apart you know so yeah I really think I mean it's kind of hard to like embrace if you look different but something that really helps me is just thinking about like all the people that like you admire in that way um and like Emily said like you if you get like a bunch of fitness influencers put them together you'll quickly realize that none of their bodies look the same does that mean that any of their bodies are worse than the other no 100% not so if you think about that to me that just makes me think like okay like my body's not gonna look like any of theirs all of their bodies don't look like each other's. Doesn't that mean we're all beautiful? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. it does. In my opinion. It really does. And this is like where it comes in that health, really overall health has nothing to do with your appearance. Like at the end of the day, only you know if you are taking care of your health. Like, are you drinking your water? Are you taking care of your mental health and like finding moments of happiness? Are you making sure you're moving your body, but not over-exercising, right? Because you don't want to go to the other extreme as well. And you're the only one who can judge that. And honestly, your appearance doesn't really reflect that at all. Like, no one can look at you and tell exactly what you've eaten that day, how much you've moved your body, how Mm. much money you drank. And so I think this is where it comes back to if you're really struggling with your body image, focus on how you feel do you feel like your digestion's good? Like, that's a really good sign that, like, you're feeling your body properly and you're drinking enough. Do you feel energized? Do you feel, like, well-rested when you wake up in the morning? Mm -hmm. Are you getting enough sleep? Like, I think those are the things that you can try to focus on if you feel like you're so focused on how your body looks. Try to switch to those, um, how you feel throughout the day. Yeah, for sure. And, I think it's great that you mentioned that like health has nothing to do with your actual appearance because 
so many people just automatically assume that a certain body type means that you're healthy when for some people that body type is not healthy at all because the way the things that they're doing to maintain it is really bad for other things for your health for example I know a lot of people will automatically assume if you're on the thinner side that means that you're healthy but there's a lot of people who's I don't want to say I don't know how to phrase this but like who cannot achieve that without you know really heavily restricting their calories and that can cause I mean if you look up the issues associated with you know anorexia and um the whole other list of eating disorders even like orthorexia that's another big thing um like things that that can do to your body is just crazy it's so so scary to me and so the fact that people like will still kind of joke about that kind of stuff and just put out you know false info like saying one body type is healthy it's just it really rubs me the wrong way and I will always preach that health has nothing to do with your appearance yeah I'm I was thinking about this the other day like Specifically, I was thinking about, I'm not going to like name who they are, but some um, famous models who are definitely thinner and just have a very small build, but that is their healthy small, like mm-hmm. that's what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be. Um, they have their period. For girls, that's a big thing. Like a lot yes. of girls will lose mm-hmm. their period because they have gotten too lean. And But there are certain girls just because of genetics, like we said earlier, who can be like, they are very thin and small build but they maintain their period at like that body composition because that's mm-hmm. really where they're supposed to be. Whereas for another girl, like for me, I'm definitely more of like a strong build. And for me to ever, well, I would never look that small just because like even my bone structure isn't that small, right? Like it's those, mm-hmm. if I was ever to get to like being that lean, well, one, I would probably lose my period and two, it wouldn't look right on me. Like it just like, you can tell um, when like, for someone to get to say it if I wanted to get to their like exact weight like it just wouldn't it wouldn't look right on me because that's not how my body's supposed to be everyone's body is comfortable at a different like spot I guess like whether that be body composition body fat percentage um like it's so unique to everyone so you can't like look at a model and be like oh well she's healthy and that's like the image of health because everyone's mm-hmm. so unique yeah and the other thing I I want to add to that is that the whole like number situation if you ever know how much someone else weighs because I know this is a trigger for a lot of people who struggle with um, eating and their own like body image never ever take someone else's weight that number and try and do whatever you can to achieve that yourself because like what Emily said there's so many factors that play a role into what your body's going to look like so even like for example Emily and I obviously we're different heights if we we're at the same weight we would look completely different just because of our body composition height etc but even if you take two people who are the exact same height like regardless even if they're at the same weight their body composition still plays a big role into 
what they look like. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, like, I think for me personally, I've struggled because I... I'm, I've always been taller and so when when I was younger and I would hear girls talking about their weight I would find it a bit triggering because I was obviously always heavier because I was taller and so I think like, like and not a little bit tall like kind of a lot taller your girl's like 5'10 like, to add, like <laughs> that can create like such a difference in weight like absolutely crazy oh yeah like and I think that like I remember like I, when we were little and like kids would talk about their weight I can't remember what grade but, like maybe like grade three four five around there and it was like such a thing for like oh like I'm still under 100 pounds I remember that being a thing sometimes mm-hmm. I definitely was like one of the first ones to be over 100 pounds obviously because I was like I'm just taller than the rest of them yeah and- um and like online when influencers will say their weight you don't know their height and so it's so so bad even if you did know their height it's still really bad to compare but like um you don't like there's so many factors like Mm -hmm. to your weight that it's just not even worth thinking about comparing to someone else well yeah I funny you mention influencers posting their weight because actually I was scrolling through my Instagram the other day and someone posted like a transformation picture and I guess they had like lost weight. Um, Still, I mean, I don't want to say there's like a healthy look, but to me, it's not like she looked like she had lost like too much weight, I guess, if that makes sense. Like she looked healthy in my opinion, as far as like weight goes. Mm -hmm. Um. But in the caption, she she basically said how much she weighed before and how much she weighed after. And she did lose a lot of weight. Um, But. Weighed 100 pounds. And And I was like, like, oh, my God, that is like my the first thing that went into my head was, oh, my gosh, that's not healthy weight. But then she goes on to mention later on that she's literally like 4'11". So I was like, okay, that plays a big role like if you're 411 compared to someone who's six feet tall like it's so deceiving online because I I mean and Reese and I are not like we're never going to be those people to ever mention numbers in terms of like weight or calories we or anything like that because it can just be so triggering but I have seen countless influencers talk about their weight and I think they're trying to do it from more of like a scientific point of view but it's still really harmful because you don't exactly know their height and you could think from pictures that you're like, oh, well, I'm probably around them. And then you start comparing and it's just like, it's just a toxic cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, it's definitely like, it's not even worth thinking about. And for me right now, I'm personally at a point in my life where I'm not weighing myself. I have been through like different phases where I have and I haven't. Um, it's never been a huge trigger for me, but recently I found it, um, I was just starting to kind of realize it was getting a bit unhealthy and I was just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just not going to weigh myself because I'm going to focus on how I feel. And, um, I am going through a period right now where I'm increasing my calories. Um, and so I just was like, yeah, I'm just not going to weigh myself. Like I just don't need the number to affect because I feel like what would happen is um, I'd be feeling really good and I'd be feeling really healthy and then I'd weigh myself and realize I'd gained a couple pounds and I would let that affect me and think that I'm 
it would take away the focus on the feeling and put it more into just the number. And so Mm -hmm. I'd lose like that focus on just like, oh, am I energized? Like those kind of things. So I think that's why um, I personally right now I'm not weighing myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, honestly, for me, I personally like when people other people talk about their weight or even like the whole number situation in general, it I don't want to say it doesn't affect me like that, but I definitely don't really find myself comparing myself in that specific scenario just because one's so different and regardless of the number or not, like it doesn't really affect how you look because your own body composition means so much more than the actual number. Um, but something I actually struggled with for quite a while Um people talking about like their how much like the number of calories they're consuming because me being like an athlete I feel like I've always consumed a lot more um as far as like numbers go and even quantity sometimes than like a lot of other people and I know like when I was younger I would have some people be like oh like you eat so much or like how do you eat all that and still stay skinny and like obviously like I never, it never reflected on how I felt about my body, but it almost made me like insecure that I was like eating that much, especially like as a girl, I feel like a lot of things that we're told is to like not eat that much or like eat less than some of the guys. And I obviously wasn't doing that. (laughs) So I don't know. It just kind of made me like feel insecure, I guess, about like my eating habits. Yeah, I think for me, um, I can definitely get triggered by people talking about the number of calories they're eating, but also I've figured that I can follow the right people. Um, I'm going to mention her, Fiona Simpson. I absolutely love her. She does talk about the amount of calories she's eating, but um, she, I don't find it triggering because she's just been on a bulk and she's trying to show girls that they can eat a lot more than they think they can. Mm-hmm. She has a very just healthy mindset around food. She also has overcome a binge eating disorder. So if anyone is struggling with that, I would definitely recommend checking her out. Um, but I personally find some people I can follow actually, they will mention the number of calories, but it it's more of like, it's a healthy thing for me because I can see, oh, I can, I can eat that much or I don't. A lot of people I follow will talk about the benefits of eating more and just like how um, it can bring back things like your energy. And for people who've been restricting calories for a long time, it can take away things like your personality too. Mm -hmm. Like you're just um, not as energized and not the person you used to be. You kind of like some people will describe it as losing your spark because your body is taking away certain functions and certain things that aren't necessary to live which is why a lot of girls will lose their period because they're just using the small amount of calories they have to keep your heart pumping your organs working the things that are important to keep you alive right yeah and if you continue to limit your calories like at some point like literally your main body components can literally start failing like your heart can and you will die so that to me is just so terrifying because again it's still something that um like don't take really seriously 
and considering it is kind of like um wait why am I forgetting the word <laughs> sorry I'm, I don't know what you were saying <laughs> um, what is it called <laughs> it's it's an issue related to mental health that's the only word I can think to describe it right now um it's an issue related to mental health so it's not like a, a physical issue so a lot of people will just kind of like look over it and you know tell you to just kind of kind of like anxiety like I have a lot of people who will tell me oh just calm down yeah it's like, like oh just just eat more it's just not eat. that it's not that simple if you've been there and no if you haven't been there you might not be able to understand it but um like just know if you are in a place right now where your relationship with food isn't where you think it should be don't be afraid to seek professional help um and understand that it can get better but a lot of times you need help to get there mm-hmm. thanks um, for picking up my train of thought <laughs> you're welcome, God. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway. um, but that's just proof like ladies anybody listening fuel your body Fu- food is fuel it is not the enemy um like it is so so important to get you through your day and another thing I was listening to a podcast the other day actually with Fiona Simpson and she was just talking about like even if you're eating enough calories, but you're not spreading them throughout the day, like that's a problem. Like if you're saving them for night, yeah, yeah, because your body needs, your brain needs energy. Like when you go to school, like eat breakfast, like eat throughout the day, continue filling your body throughout the day to uh, get through your yes. tasks. Like don't save calories for the end of the day. And like I know a lot of people will like unintentionally restrict their calories, um, just because they don't have enough time or they're too busy um all that kind of stuff and honestly like depending on your situation everyone's situation is obviously going to be different but if you're unintentionally restricting your calories or you're too busy to eat breakfast in the morning I'm doing air quotes because you are never too busy okay overnight you just yeah. We talked about them last week. <laughs> yeah. You honestly, there's so many different solutions. If you don't know how you can make time to have breakfast in the morning, hit me up in the DMs. Send us a little message, okay? Yeah. And I will literally come up with a plan about how you're going to start eating breakfast. If you have more time, like Emily said, if you have more time in the evening, overnight oats. If you need yeah. to go, do it like do whatever you need to do the people who skip breakfast I promise you oh I had right now sorry I really don't mean to judge but I just feel so bad because you're losing like so many benefits and you're probably struggling a lot more in the morning and your brain is probably struggling a lot more than you think and like that brain function (laughs) yeah not to go off on a tangent here, but I'm going to go off on a tangent because what else would I be doing? We um, always do. <laughs> we always do. Um, when it comes to things like school, um, not to like toot our own horns, but Reese and I are very good students, okay? We we do well Thanks, at girl. <laughs> and I can attest a lot of that to how I take care of my body because I'm fueling myself properly with not only enough food, but also nutrient-dense food most of the time. 
and getting in those vitamins and minerals. And I prioritize my workouts. Like we were talking about last week, like if we have a lot, a big study session we have to do, we will still make sure we get in our workouts because it actually benefits our study session. And I like to think that I wouldn't be as successful of a student as I am if I hadn't prioritized my health so much and, Mm -hmm. and, um, making sure I'm treating myself properly not only physically, but also mentally, because I think that has really contributed me to being able to thrive in all other aspects of my life. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. I don't think there's anything else I need to add on to that. You said that perfectly. <laughs> um, well, I think that about kind of touches on everything we wanted to talk about today. And a little more. <laughs> and a little more. We kind of just like, kept I think this is definitely going to be our longest episode we've done to date. But I feel like literally every episode just gets longer and longer but just wait till it's like three hours long you guys are gonna be like Ugh. oh my gosh <laughs> just kidding just kidding we won't get there just kidding um Reese do you have a weekly recommendation I still need to think oh I actually do oh go you're, for it you're literally gonna laugh when you hear this <laughs> I have no idea what it is okay so basically I was actually thinking about this today because I'm not gonna lie I'm think I've like told like four people that they need to get this app and two people that I just got this app so anyways this week it's going to be another app recommendation um so I'm going to recommend the app pillow (laughs) no you're gonna steal this from me you're not gonna recommend that I wasn't but I did introduce Reese to this app so well let me give you a little backstory so I basically used to have this one I I had this one app for like tracking your sleep and it was like pretty good but like I did have some complaints and one thing I was really looking for is like I guess a sleep score I'm not gonna lie I was jealous of the people with a Fitbit my whole family has Fitbits and they'll talk about their sleep score so I set out on a hunt for a sleep score okay (laughs) I downloaded this one app I don't even remember the name of it but it's not important because it gave me a sleep score and I was like wow this is amazing you literally have like a two-day free trial and then you have to pay a subscription for it absolutely not they really they really like hid that from you too they were like oh yeah free app and then they're like never mind I literally had no idea I was on a free trial anyways so I was talking to Emily and I was like, I really want to find an app with a sleep score. She introduces me to Pillow. And honestly, I don't think she utilizes this as much as she should. But I'm going to start who... tonight. I'm going to start okay. tonight because now you're inspiring me. I religiously have tracked my sleep ever since I got an Apple Watch, which ironically enough was when Emily introduced me to her Apple Watch <laughs> um, in the ninth grade. Anyways. <laughs> Take that as you will. I'm literally a puppet of Emily's. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, if you want a sleep score and you watch, literally get this app ASAP. You might be able to use it without an Apple Watch, actually, I think, too. You should probably ask Emily. Uh, yes, Emily you, you can. <laughs> um, um, I personally yeah. don't sleep with my Apple Watch on, and I, I still use the Pillow app, and it will still track my sleep pretty well. So mm-hmm. I, you, I wear my Apple Watch to bed literally every single night because I just live for tracking my sleep. I'm someone who really prioritizes her sleep. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to keep talking about this. But basically, I really struggled all of January 
to get into a good sleep routine and actually fall asleep. Um, I feel like as I age, I'm actually having a harder time going to sleep, as unfortunate as that sounds, because I'm literally not even 18 yet. (laughs) But I slowly feel my ability to just sleep in like random conditions fading away from me. Um, So if you're struggling to sleep too, something that I found really helpful now is having like a cup of decaffeinated obviously tea before bed or just like something warm like even warm water with lemons and literally shutting out every single glimpse of light in my bedroom oh yeah like pitch black I really want to get a sleep mask too because I feel like that will help even more but anyways um enough about that (laughs) I love that recommendation we're we're just gonna cut my whole (laughs) that whole little part out (laughs) (laughs) um for someone who's struggling to fall asleep I always forget about this hack but I swear every time I do it it works um legs up the wall do you know what I'm talking about when I say that Reese oh yeah do you like land yeah yeah and then you put your legs up the wall and I usually do it for like five minutes max but there's something about like with the blood flow and your feet being above your heart yeah I don't know. No, I really actually works. used to do that when I was younger. Now the like arrangement of my bed really does not allow me to do that. Um, but I actually did used to do that when I was younger. Yeah. Also to add on to Reese's tea talk, um, definitely recommend any kind of like chamomile tea before bed. My favorite. I was mm-hmm. just drinking it as we were recording this episode. And it's very relaxing and perfect before bed. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get back on my grind with the using the sleep cycle app or the, mm-hmm. because I the okay so the other night I used it and then one of our friends like one of Reese's and my mutual friends also I found out uses it and I was like what everyone's using it and then I tracked my sleep the other night and it told me I had an unusual amount of deep sleep and I was like what is this supposed to mean mm-hmm. <laughs> you had an unusually large amount of deep sleep well- like um that's interesting I think for me because I know a lot of people are like why on earth would you track your sleep it doesn't change anything if you're wondering why I track my sleep so religiously because you can find patterns about what things work for you and what things don't because again I'm someone who finds it really important to prioritize sleep so when you see your quality of sleep and how much deep sleep you're getting you can pinpoint certain things that you do in your routine that help improve your sleep so like for me I learned that like I sleep better like I said having like a warm drink before bed in pitch black too is how I can like stay asleep longer so it's just like little things like that that makes such a big difference yeah that's a really good point all right to wrap this up moving on to my weekly recommendation It is um, the five-minute journal. If you guys have not heard of this journal, then you definitely are not on the TikTok that girl trend because everyone who is like that girl has this journal, I swear. But um, I personally did not invest in the paper version of this journal. But if you just Google five-minute journal, um, you can go to images and you can see exactly like what each page looks like. It's just like writing down um, three things you're grateful for. And then it says three things that would make today great. It gives you a spot for one daily affirmation. And then it also has a section at night that's three amazing things that happened today. And then how could I have made today better? So you can literally just take like any blank 
like journal and still use these prompts every day and definitely recommend. I also, if you have, if you happen to have an iPad, I did download like the PDF online like image and just put it into a notebook on my iPad so I can write directly on it. Wow, Emily, not everyone has an iPad. (laughs) But for those who do. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, like definitely a game changer. I every time I close my eyes I think about my iPad <laughs> um in case you're wondering I also influenced Reese to get her iPad so stop people are just <laughs> gonna think I'm like a little copycat of you which I am but like I won't admit that if you're like asking like if you see me in person and you ask me that I will fully never admit to that um but like if you talk to me online then like like I'll shoot you a text and be like yeah I am Emily's little clone everything Emily does I do too (laughs) (laughs) anyways I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um definitely a little heart to heart if you found it helpful and you could repost it on your story share it with a friend anything like that would be super helpful to us and also just help to get our message out to more people um also if you are ever struggling and you want to reach out to us in our DMs. We are always looking at our DMs and trying to respond as to as many people as we can. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and we will be there to support you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify. Rate it. Um, yes, self-promo. Little self-promo follows Follow us on Instagram if you don't Instagram. know. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys so much. And we will talk to you next week. See you later. Bye.